everyone, and welcome to the Heartland Franchise Guy, your insider's guide to franchises in the Heartland area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for education, resources, and advocacy for our local franchising field and for local entrepreneurs looking to learn more about the franchising field. Today is October 27th, 2021, and our guest today is Tracy Rickman. Tracy is a small business franchise owner, and she's going to talk to us about conquering your fear and reevaluating risk when starting a business. Tracy, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Blake. You're welcome. And now is the part where I make you blush. So, Tracy is in the franchise consulting and brokerage industry, but understand she has also been for many years a trainer of franchise consultants all around the country. So she's seen a little bit of everything in small business startups, and she's seen a little bit of everything in the franchising field. Because as you know, when you train somebody, you tend to become a bit of a mentor to them as well for a period of time. Is that right? That's true. Yeah, yeah. So before we go through that, because there's a lot you could talk about confidentially in regards to helping people down that path, can you talk to me a little bit about your path into business ownership? My path was very similar to a lot of our clients that we work with is I was in corporate America for 20 years doing the grind. I'm actually a chemist by degree. So my 20 years was technical and consultative sales, hard hats, steel toe boots. I know my way around a factory, a steel mill, coil coating line. Um, And I would fix problems prior to paint. I loved what I did. I hated the travel. So two small boys at home at the time and really was missing that opportunity to occasionally be a room mom or go on a field trip. So we kind of decided it was the first day of school and I wanted to take my son to school and my boss wanted me in New York, which was not my territory, <laughs> but he wanted to be in control of my schedule. Wasn't my customer, wasn't my territory. Um, and being a team player, I said, hey, let me take my son to school and then I'll drive right to the airport. And we thought about it. And at the end of that day, you know, I, I got to take my son to school, went to the airport, spent three days out of town. I thought, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. So I started to consider business ownership. My husband owned an insurance agency at the time. So we knew what ownership was. It was just trying to find that opportunity for me. And someone called me about franchises and I almost hung up on him because I really <laughs> thought that was fast food and one hour modernizing, <laughs> which I didn't want to do either one of those. Um, but luckily I listened and I went through the same process our clients did, um, took an assessment, you know, had a meeting, put together a business model, went out looking at three businesses and ultimately kind of fell in love with all three. And I think that's when the light bulb went off in my head that I want to help other people realize that this whole thing on this side, right? I always tell people to come to the dark side (laughs) where we are. Uh, It's real. And I love being a business owner. And I found the opportunity to replace my six-figure income and have the freedom and flexibility that I wanted that didn't exist in corporate America. That is a really intriguing story. So started out as a chemist, huh? Yeah. Started as a bench chemist. Um, in my college summers, just mixing up things uh, for the chemical industry, basically industrial and institutional cleaning. Uh, then one day I got this call over, you know, the speaker in the office that there was a salesman that had a technical question. My technical director and I were doing a project and I was cleaner. And he said, hey, go pick up that phone. 
and I was terrified. I'm like, I don't, what am, I, I don't know what to say. Like, I can't do this. And he says, no, he goes, you'll be fine. You know, with one of our own sales guys, it'll be great. So I picked up the phone and I talked to him, answered his question. And I was like, and he says, you know, Tracy, if you could come out here and tell my client what you told me, I could save this deal. And I was young and sure, I, that sounds like fun. So I flew to the very exciting Evansville, Indiana, oh. spent the day in the salesman's car, helped him save the, the deal and, and save the client, um, added a couple other ones for him too. And all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, this is your, what you do. This is your job. You drive around all day and you talk to people and you make money. And he says, yeah. So that was like my transition from bench chemist into sales. And then that's ultimately how I ended up traveling so much and then realizing that wasn't what I wanted. That's funny how uh, life turns in professional career paths, isn't it? <laughs> it is. You mentioned something there that is a good segue into a topic that I wanted to discuss with you a little bit. You know, having that fear of trying something new, right? When you took that phone call and thought, oh, what did I get myself into? So I've certainly noticed, and I'm wondering if you have the same, there's, there's a healthy dose of fear, and it's always there at some level, uh, for people who are considering business ownership, right? Always, you know, because it really is a paradigm shift from the way we were all raised. Um, I know you're going to ask me later a book that I've, I've been reading, and I <laughs> have actually been reading The 100-Year Life. And it's very interesting talking about the way we were all raised. You know, there's three stages. There's the education, the working, and the retirement. And that really doesn't exist anymore. But that's, that's what's ingrained into our brain. That's what we were taught. So when people kind of start to go out into the workforce and realize, man, I don't want to be here for 30 years, but want to shift into something else. I mean, yeah. it's, it's scary normally, but it's also scary because everything that you were raised to do... <laughs> was to keep working. So fear is absolutely normal. And usually if my clients don't have it, then I'm afraid that we're not on the right path and looking at the right things. Um, and I actually tell my clients that it should feel a little bit like um, a horror movie. And I think that's probably very apropos for being <laughs> October. But I always think of like the original Friday the 13th movie, right? And in the beginning, you're all going to the, to the camp with your friends and you got a campfire and it's fun and there's frolicking and you know all kinds of things going on and then somebody disappears but it's always the blonde and don't get me wrong but you know a little did seem people are like oh she's just lost she'll be here in a minute and then somebody else disappears and now there's bodies and blood and mayhem and at the end of the movie someone always survives period every every horror yeah. movie so I always yeah. tell my clients you're going to get to the end we're going to survive but what we need to do is the research and know that Whatever our fear is, the way we're going to overcome it or get through it. Um, so fear is normal. You can get through it. It's just very different. It's a different way than most of us were raised. I have never heard it explained that way, and that really makes a lot of sense. I wasn't sure where you were going when we started <laughs> talking about the blonde disappearing in a horror movie, but thanks for bringing it back in for us. <laughs> okay, think about all the horror movies kind of going through, through the 80s and the early 90s. It's exactly the same M.O. It really is. I agree with you on that. <laughs> and it can be the same in business ownership. You just got to be the survivor, right? Yeah, and you will be. Just do the research. And I think, again, that's why franchising is so phenomenal because the system is there, right? You follow the system. You're going to succeed. You're going to survive. The key is finding the right system for you. 
How did you know the system you're in was the right system for you? I think for me, um, it was primarily because I had looked at three businesses. I fell in love with all three. So I knew the match was there. So looking back, I was like, wow, this is a very smart system. This works. It's very intuitive. None of the businesses that I looked at were anything I would have picked off of a shelf or a list. Oh, really? No, no interest. But because I promised to be open-minded, you know, I went forward and started talking to folks. And that's when I started to fall in love with the businesses. So I think for me, knowing that I went through the process and it was, you know, a phenomenal match that really made me to want to investigate more and then ultimately choose to go with FranNet because it did align and the systems were there. And, you know, we do it every day. We're very successful at, you know, how we match in the system that works. Congratulations on that. You made me think of another question. I've heard you talk before about inverting the risk curve when weighing whether or not to leave corporate America like you did and, and enter business ownership and evaluate different businesses. Can you talk more about that? What do you mean by that? Well, you know, I think a lot of times we, people expect to take a risk, right? Or they look at things very, very long term, right? Because when we think about risk, we think about maybe our investments in the stock market. And when you look at business ownership, there's definitely risk, but it, it's more of a short term. Because honestly, the longer you own the business, the safer it becomes. Your client base, you know, your employees, the systems, the knowledge, kind of the industry knowing about you, the safer it becomes. But it's a little bit different, again, because we know when we have a job, what day that paycheck is going to be deposited into our account. Right. So it feels much safer. (laughs) When we go into business ownership, while we know and we project what the business is going to do, you know, it's still a little bit of uncertainty of how is it going to roll out? You know, am I going to do the work the right way? So I think the fear comes in there. And, and it really is a short-term fear with business ownership and a short-term risk. Folks just don't always see it that way right away because they don't think about, you know, the research or the systems that goes into it. Uh, I can't tell you how many times over the years I've had a real estate agent call me and say, hey, I have this great pizza place where the guy before went out of business. Do you have a franchisee who wants to come into it? And I think a lot of times when people think about that business ownership, they're like, my gosh, there's been six pizza places in that location. Business ownership doesn't work. And it's not true. (laughs) It comes down to, you know, that's probably more of a location situation than a pizza situation. Because really, who doesn't like pizza? Good point. We know we're eating it, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So you've helped hundreds of people through this process, right? Conquering that fear, if there's fear there, and, and kind of working through into success in small business ownership. As you've helped lots and lots of different people through that process, have you seen consistent traits, consistent characteristics of those who become the successful business owners? It's going to sound so silly, but the reality is the people who are successful um, are people who follow the system. They put a plan in place and they stick to it. Um, And they're consistent. I think that's one of the keys that sometimes people are like, well, that's so simple. That can't be it. But it really is. It's being consistent, following your system, and things will come together. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, talking about the fear, um, 
and getting things going to to get to a point of success with successful business owners, have you seen that that fear can actually become a really constructive motivator, particularly in the beginning of a business? Absolutely. Because when people have fear, it's the fear is around something not working out, right? It's fear of failure or, you know, some obstacle. Well, I always kind of think about it as your GPS, right? If you kind of focus on the road, and if you know there's going to be a pothole coming up, we're going to slow down and we're going to go around that pothole. So if you spend time ahead of time knowing those fears or those errors or mistakes or things that could cause you to fail, but you put the plan in place to avoid that, like you're avoiding the pothole, it actually is a really good motivator and a really good success skill not to run into that problem or that failure. It's funny you put it that way. That has been my experience. <laughs> I'm not looking back. I'm not letting this catch up with me. <laughs> right. Right. It's funny. That's one of the things I thought of driving down the road, going to Louisville multiple times. Um, I've had multiple flat tires because I'm the person that's like, hey, this is great. We're going to go. We're going to keep going down the road. And I don't always look at that pothole up front. <laughs> I kind of just push through. Um, but People who have kind of a fear spend the time looking at and realizing what could happen. And they actually have less mistakes and can overcome that fear and overcome any obstacle to a much higher success. In other words, if you wait for the timing to be perfect. It's never going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Just like I waited for the exact perfect time to have my first kid and take my first job and propose to get married. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. I've never been on that side of luck ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So fast forward and, you know, as we were getting going here today, you were talking about really you and your husband are, you, you fall into the definition of serial entrepreneurs. Now you have multiple businesses, right? I'm not asking you to get into the brass tacks of, um, of the other businesses, but I do have a question for you. How did you know as a, as a couple, as business owners, how did you make the decision as to when was the right time to start that next business? You know, I wish that I could tell you there was this grand plan, but there wasn't. <laughs> Is this <laughs> the pothole coming down the highway again? <laughs> <laughs> sort of, you know, it's kind of like those opportunities fall in your lap. Some of them are planned. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong. We obviously planned when I made my transition. We planned a little bit when my husband made his transition from um, insurance agency ownership, you know, into kind of more of a, a franchise world. Um, but, you know, we picked one that worked just fine, but it really wasn't a passion for his. It was something that fell into his lap. Mm-hmm. We recently, about a year and a half ago, really planned to add another business. It had always been a goal to have multiple businesses. Um, really focused, really planned, found the right one. Um, he's just going to actually this coming weekend have his one year anniversary in that business. But that business very unexpectedly spun off another one this summer. So I think sometimes for serial entrepreneurs, if that's what I am, um, I always just tell people I drank the Kool-Aid, but your way sounds much better. Um, You just kind of know when something's there, right? It just kind of falls into your lap. You start looking at it, you know, you try to say it's not an option. You know, you do all the tests. You focus on any of the fears or things that have come up and then lo and behold, you know, here's another business for us. So technically at the end of the day, we have uh, four things going and it's, it's beautiful. And I hope, I hope probably in the next five, six years to have another one that's more 
you know, part-time effort that funds retirement and fund things and allows us to have a little bit more freedom as we get into uh, some retirement age. Got to have those goals, right? And right. What you're, what, what you're going for. Well, congratulations exactly. on that. Thank you. So you kind of stole my question from me, but maybe there's more of an answer to it. And that, Sorry. <laughs> that is, what are you reading right now? So I know you're reading The 100 Year Life. Ironically, so am I right now. It's quite a good read. Uh, any other yeah. nuggets that have come out of that for you that you wanted to share? You know, for, for me, one of the things that's always important and the whole reason why I left corporate America to, to go into business ownership was lifestyle. And I think that we forget that it's okay to want that and okay to have that. And most people are spending so much time working and, and you know, killing themselves to save for retirement, to put money aside that we reach retirement and then the health aspect is gone. So I think one of the other things that kind of, I guess, emphasized something I've always known it was important was lifestyle, but also maybe emphasized a little bit more the health aspects. You know, if we're living to a uh, hundred years now, mm-hmm. I gotta take a little bit better care of, you know, the vessel. I gotta take a little bit better care of the body. <laughs> you know, I exercise, I do the things, but I need to start eating better. And I think that's something else that's really important when you look at business ownership and kind of uncovering the fear, you know, is looking at what the business does for you and that, that passion side. And I really believe that passion comes from the lifestyle the business gives you, but you also have to take it a little bit farther and take care of yourself too, to be the best that you can be out there every day. I'm glad you brought that up because I don't think it gets enough attention that, um, you know, the stress that, that your professional life can bring to you um, can, can be damaging, uh, biologically, physiologically, and um, sometimes the, the freedom of making your own decisions, the freedom of, of deciding when you get a PTO day, um, it, it's underestimated oftentimes, the, the value of that. Yeah, and I'll even take what you just said a little bit further. Sometimes it's just being the one that controls the blocks of time in your calendar, mm-hmm. right? You know, when you're in corporate America, you don't get to say, well, hey, I'm a little bit better in the morning than I am in the afternoon, <laughs> and set your meetings up accordingly. You know, you go when your boss tells you to go. Right. But when you own your own business, even you may be just as busy and just as engaged, but you're the one in control of when and how. Um, and not working Friday afternoons or, you know, taking off midweek to go to the, the uh, Halloween party at kids' school, whatever comes up. That's, that's something that's really overlooked. Um, and I have people really truly realize the value of it until they experience it. Well, on that golden nugget, that's a great spot to wrap up. Good anchor for this conversation. So I want to thank you once again, Tracy Rickman, for joining us today. Very much appreciate you sharing your insights and experiences with us. Thanks, Blake. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Well, that is a wrap for another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. Once more, thank you very much to Tracy Rickman, our guest today. And thanks to all of you for listening to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. A Huda Media Production.